climate and sustainability. It's 10 minutes to 5, and that's what we uh, focus on on Wednesdays on the Draft Time Experience. Now, back in 2008, Ecuador became the first country to enshrine in its constitution the right of nature to exist and thrive. Then Bolivia uh, passed its uh, law of the rights of Mother Earth in 2010, which uh, not only recognizes the uh, natural world's rights, but also grants Earth uh, what's been called a legal personality, thereby allowing legal uh, action to be uh, brought on the planet's behalf by its representatives, namely mankind. Uh, joining me on the line to talk more on this, uh, Comic Cullinan, a leading environmental legal expert. Uh, Comic, good afternoon. Welcome to the Drive Time Experience. Uh, thank you very much. Mm, just to get us off the ground, what, what is meant by uh, nature has a legal right to exist? Well, as you know, our legal systems recognize that human beings and companies have rights. For example, the South African Constitution recognizes that every person has the right to life, to dignity, an environment that's not harmful to their health and well-being and to access to food and water. However, because the law defines nature as property or as a thing, it means that nothing that's not a human being or a corporation can have any rights. So although the legal system can balance the interests of one person against those of another person to reach a fair outcome, uh, there's no mechanism for balancing the interests of humans or corporations against those of nature in order to ensure that we live harmoniously. So this means, for example, that the law does not recognize that a river has the right to exist, to flow, or to maintain its integrity and functioning within the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a dry country like South Africa, um, and a river doesn't have the right to exist and function, that means that you might not have any water. Now, if there's no water, then the human right to life um, may be protected by law, but will be entirely uh, meaningless. So what's really important is to recognize that everything that has come into being has the right to carry on and play its part in the, in the ecosystem and in the, in the earth community, if you like. It's not just people who have that right. Mm. Now, Common, enlighten me a bit here. One hears from time to time, uh, at least in various countries, that indigenous plants and species and the oceans are protected as well uh, by law. Is this over and above that? What, what we have is environmental laws, and the environmental laws are intended to stop people harming the environment too much but they don't actually give the environment a right itself. So to give you an example, there was a case, because Ecuador has got recognizes the rights of nature in its constitution, Mm -hmm. there was a case brought on behalf of the Vilcabamba River in Ecuador. So the river sued the provincial government because the provincial government was widening a road and throwing all the earth and rocks down into the river, which constricted the flow of the river and caused it to erode further down and cause all kinds of problems. And the river won the case because Mm. the court said the government could have easily widened the the road in a way which didn't harm the river, and it should have done that. Now, if we'd had a case like that in South Africa, we would have had to argue on the technicalities of whether or not they'd followed the correct procedures and the environmental impact assessment, etc. Whereas mm. the real issue is which should is to balance what's good for the river against what's good for people and come up with 
the best solution in the circumstances. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I like even how you phrase it, the River Warren, which already in, a, in of itself uh, explains that it's broader than just the environmental laws uh, that, are in, that, are, that are in place, as I said, in various countries as well. Now, the United Nations uh, General Assembly recently published a report called Harmony with Nature. How does this relate to sustainable development? Well, the United Nations has got sustainable development goals, which it's trying to implement, and it, it now recognizes that it needs to do this in harmony with nature. So this is, a, uh, this is an idea which is coming from Latin America, um, where they're saying that the objective of human existence should be to live well in harmony with nature. And by that they mean if you don't live harmoniously in nature, with nature, and you degrade your environment, you will not live well. In other words, human existence will be degraded. So when they talk about living in harmony with nature, they, they talk about humans living well through being, uh, living harmoniously with nature. So the United Nations pulled together a group of experts on Earth jurisprudence, including myself, to produce this expert report. Now, Earth jurisprudence is, is a philosophy of law which is based on the understanding that the role of legal and government systems should be to ensure that humans live harmoniously within their natural environments. Or if you like, we should act as good members of the Earth community. Um, and that's a difference, very different from how legal systems work now, because right now legal systems are designed to legitimize the exploitation of nature. We give permits to pollute, permits to harm nature in various ways. So this is a very big shift um, in how we go beyond the concept of sustainable development. Mm. And, and, and Comic, just lastly, do, do you see South Africa uh, adopting uh, the Earth's jurisprudence, as you put it, or at least going the same route as Ecuador and Bolivia? And how uh, and what is needed for South Africa to follow the same uh, approach, if you will? At the moment, civil society is moving in that direction. I just came back um, last week from a regional conference in Mauritius where there were about 15 African countries discussing this idea. Government is still very far from it, um, but as our environmental crises um, worsen, I think that people will be forced to recognize that we have to align human laws with the laws of nature. So it would require very significant changes. There need to be changes to the legislation, ideally to the constitution, and we'd need to have, for example, new kinds of tribunals or courts, which included scientists and lawyers and other experts, so we could say not just has this been procedurally correct, but is this the right way of balancing the interests of humans with the interests of, of the river and or the forest or other species to enable them to, to live well as well. So in other words, it's based on, on live and let live, if you like. Mm, uh, very insightful, uh, Comic. Thank you so much for, for your time and insights as well. It's a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. Alrighty, only a pleasure. Comic Kalinin, a leading environmental legal expert, talking about the Earth's right to exist and thrive.